0: Hi, babe, it's me, Caledynum, Caledynum Major, that is, Satellite Station, it used to be a division of Anchor Radios, and I've been bitching about it forever, because Anchor Radio, Anchor is totally out of the picture, it's still using their format, it's a good format, like, I get it, I get why Spotify wanted it, (sighs) I'm calm down, I didn't really come on here to talk about Spotify, or Anchor Radio. I came to talk about B-Y-O-B. Be your original best works. Because can't nobody be you or do you, guys? That is your number one job in life. All right? So go to work because I'm at work being the best. (laughs) Anyway, function before structure. Guys, function before structure. Lay your foundation down in life before you do anything else. I was saying that phrase for somebody else. I hijacked it. Yes, I did. I hijacked it. No longer affiliated with that other person. And why am I breathing life into a man? Like I had to learn all of this, and I'm so glad that this internet and this information is out to these younger people, these generations, whatever generation that you are, because I'm, I'm, I'm a baby boomer. I'm the oldest ass generation. I don't even think they're clocking the one before me. You know? But anyway, (coughs) get back to the subject of the uh, podcast and the episode for today. So, what else I was going to say? Manicotti. Manicotti and the nursing home, y'all. I love me some manicotti. I love Italian food. I'm from Brooklyn. Can you tell? Do I still have my Brooklyn accent? Somebody holler at me and let me know if I still have my Brooklyn accent. I can leave that in the... Where where, where you can leave... Where you can leave... Because they changed this this app up so much. And I haven't been on social media. um, Oh, my gosh. I haven't done this like in the beginning of the month. Like, August 4th. Yeah, the aliens and everybody going crazy. The whole world is going to blow up. Oh my God! Our ex-president number forty-five, Trump, is going insane. He's getting ready to get locked up for the rest of his life if he just don't chill out. White men with power and money, chill the fuck out. Like you, you, you. the rest of the white men with power ain't gonna let you take over every shit. Like they're not. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't supposed to talk about that either. I was supposed to be talking about manicotti in the nursing home. So I made some manicotti today, guys. And uh, it was frozen pre-prepared manicotti and I made my own sauce, you know, with it. Well, doctored up some sauce. And because it was was canned sauce, but, you know, after I ground my ground beef patty, yeah, because I cook for myself now. Like, I had to learn how to cook for myself and not big families, but that's going to change because I'm going back to Indiana, Indiana, here I come, dunna, dunna. but I'm not from Indiana, I was born in NYC, dunna, dunna. and grew up in Brooklyn, but that is not where i be, be, because I visited Indiana, fell in love with the trees mm, mm. so I'm going back to Indiana to live with my grandbabies mm, mm. I am never going to get to the point am I <laughs> I'm never going to get to the point ah alright so manicotti and the nursing home in 1990 mm, Let's say three-ish. Let's say three-ish. Okay? Because I can't, I'm not doing the math. I'm not doing all of that. I'm 60 years old now. I was in my early 30s. So I'm going to say 33. I had my first major surgery. Hip replacement. Yeah, because guys, I had arthritis all my life. All you people, you senior citizens that's my age that, you know, I know and don't know, um, you know, friends, associates, family that's complaining about y'all minor arthritic pains now, I don't want to hear shit from y'all. Shut the fuck up. No, seriously. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. I don't, because i live lived my whole life not complaining about fucking having arthritis, limping all over the place. They was calling me limping leg, and those were my in-laws. My, hood, my 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 um baby daddy. only had one child, so my daughter's father. He he, he you know. When, okay, I'm going all off the point of the manicotti in the damn nursing home. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna rewind and get back to the point. And so, I had my first surgery at the age of 33 and a half, give or take a year or two, and it was to have my right hip uh, replaced. Because by that time, oh my goodness, it had to have been at least five or six years that I was walking around with a cane. Cane. My, my, my right hip was so messed up that I had to only carry over limp. Because it didn't bed. You see those people, they carry that leg over. Y'all make fun of them. You call them limp of leg. <laughs> I would actually have that. I would actually have that happen to me. Oh, she's so pretty, but you know, her leg, you know, like, fuck y'all. I'm still pretty, baby. Anyway. And so I was having my first surgery, right? And um, it was in um, Lehigh County. Yep, yeah, Allentown, actually. Yep. And they had a hospital back then called Osteopathic Hospital. It's called Saint Luke's now. Um merged in with Saint merged in with um Sacred Heart. You know, biblical hospitals and whatnot. But um so they um couldn't give me the surgery. that was my cause I lived, you know, I lived in the Lehigh Valley. I lived, you know, in Allentown at the time. Um I couldn't get my surgery done and none of our hospitals because we didn't have the technology for it or the better technology for it. Oh, what the hell, it was. And so I had to go to Reading. Can you believe that? I had to go to Reading PA. Reading. Everybody know how what, what Reading is all about. But I guess they had better medicine than fucking Lehigh Valley at the time. <laughs> so that's where I went. And I had no idea. And it, it was a lot of experiences. But the first thing I remember about going to Redding Hospital was I had this 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 notation on my charts that I was allergic to all fucking opiates because back then in the late 80s and the early 90s that's what you doctors was pushing opiates y'all tried to make me a junkie I don't give a fuck I fought that shit all my life I fought that shit I had a doctor That was this old shriveled up white man. And I, because that's what he was. And he was always trying to get me to take opiates. And at first I fell for it and I was hallucinating and and throwing up and having night terror dreams and sleeping all damn day long and didn't like the way how it felt. So everyone he gave me, I was like, this don't work, this don't work, this is not working, this is not working. So I wasn't taking them. And I was going to the hospital like once a week for goddamn morphine injections and overnight stays. And I got a new doctor, and he was like, Miss, you are going to be a junkie. You need to just contemplate getting your surgery done and getting it over with. You're young enough to, you know, recover for it and have and live a healthy lifestyle with both your legs. You know? So that's why that's why they're getting the, the the surgery done. And so I'm in the hospital in Reading and stuff like that, and right before I go into surgery, and right before I'm getting my anesthetic and stuff like that, here comes this goddamn anesthesiologist, I don't know who he was, yelling and screaming saying, why the hell did she put down on, on her on her chart that she's allergic to everything and then walk back out? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go out and wake up and my surgery is done. And that was a repressed memory because it really never popped back up after I had the surgery. I didn't remember that shit at all when I woke up. I remembered it years later. Had I had remembered that when I woke up, I probably would have been in jail because I would have went the hell off in there. Like, I protect myself. I speak up for myself. All through the years and stuff like that, all the um, the, the misogyny, racist, women, handicapped jokes that I fucking had, you know, I... uh, and and um, was thrown at me, you know. Of course, it, it's 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 not positive shit, negative shit. I stood up for myself, and had almost came a couple of blows. Lost jobs behind it, cussed everybody out, black people out, Hispanic people out, because I'm I'm half Hispanic, white people out. Everybody got cussed the hell out. I don't think I had to cuss out any Asian people yet, at all. But anyway, um. Indian people I had to curse out, same complexion as me, but since their features are different and hair texture is different, I'm not going to get into all that, and so, yeah, so that's the first memory I had of of coming out of that surgery, also in that hospital, I remember this little girl, this little white girl, she was in a, she was in a, um, She's in a wheelchair. We was passing each other. She said, oh, you got to keep both of your legs. And I looked down. Here I am all sad and everything because, you know, I got this fake hip. I'm all cut up and stuff like that. You know. You know how it is. Um, if you haven't had major surgery before, if you have. If you live with arthritic pain all your life, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, healing pain is different from angry pain. I call, I call rheumatoid arthritis angry pain. When you have surgery, that's a healing, after you, everything heal up, that's healing pain. That's the difference, but, you know. Okay, so, the little girl was in her wheelchair, and we was passing, and she was just swinging her one leg, and her, her thump, her, her thump, thump, stomp, stomp of a leg because she had got, had surgery and I guess one got amputated like right above her knee. Her knee. And she said, you got to keep both of your legs. And she was smiling at me and waving. And I started smiling back at her and crying because I was crying. Smiling back at her and raving and stuff like that. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? I will never ever feel sorry for myself again. Like I can't. This little girl is not feeling sorry for herself. She encouraged me. I'll never forget the little girl. Never forget her. Never." And so, I guess that's one of my unsung heroes, like, really? And anyway, and so you stay in the nurse, you stay in the hospital, because back then in 93, man, they paid for everything, like, I guess money, you know, whatever, but um, they paid for everything, and so I stayed in the hospital, and, sur- and, and surgery is, was different, too, because I had another surgery in 2015 on my left hip, that had to get done, completely different experiences. But anyway, so back to 93 surgery, hip surgery... And so I'm in my room and stuff, and they come in and they tell me where, you know, you can't go home because you live on the, whatever floor I was living on. I was living on the second floor back then, so they said that I couldn't go back home and stuff like that. I didn't plan for it, and my family moved me out and stuff into a uh, first floor apartment, and I was a home mess. They didn't clean up the old apartment. When I got out, I got, anyway, suited every anyway. <laughs> broke the lease. Anyway, he can't be sick in the United States and don't have money, guys. And anyway, um, so they said, well, you can't go back home. I'm like, well, where am I going to go? I said, well, we're going to send you to a nursing home. Guys, I was in the nursing home at the age of th- 33 for a week. Now, it was a pro-con situation, a good and bad, a positive and ne- negative, that's what anything and everything you do in life, right? Even if you have the most blissful experience in life, the event or whatever the situation that could come out, turn out 100% positive, there is going to be that fraction of a half a percent that don't really count into the figure, that's going to be negative. Uh, somewhere you know what I mean and so I, we, I get to the nursing home and I'm like so I, cause guys I've always been in, in and out of hospitals all my life you know authorized ever since I was a little kid and stuff like that so I got used to hospital food and <laughs> you order the right shit and it's just not bad at all it's not and so that was one of the things that I liked about the menu at the nursing home because it was really good back then and there was this lady in my room and she was a senior my young ass. You know what I noticed? I noticed that a lot of the staff didn't appreciate my young ass being in there. They didn't. Well, for one, they couldn't boss me around, which I noticed that they were doing to the those people there, those senior people there. Number two, I was able to speak up for myself. They wasn't used to that shit at all. I was. Number three, I was speaking up for the other patients. Yeah, I know. I can't go nowhere without causing trouble. I get it. I get it. My Brooklyn ass. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that part so much. There was, there was my, there was my, um, my roommate, my cellmate, my hospital mate, my mate mate. It was an old white lady and stuff like that. She didn't talk at all and everything. And I remember one of the nurses coming in there and I was still kind of groggy and stuff like that because I was still on heavy... Me- I was still on opiates back then. Yeah, I took those opiates then because, you know, I had a fucking incision going down the, 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 the side of my... from the top of my... almost to my waist all the way there almost to my goddamn knee. I'm exaggerating, but it's a long-ass scar. And I don't know what inches because I'm not measuring shit. But... Guys, the thing that I wanted to say was that nurse snatched, snatched that lady up and and put that needle into her to give her her medicine so rough, and I think I mumbled something, and but I didn't because I dozed back off and stuff like that, and it was in and out of consciousness and stuff like that, because it was when I first got there, and then the lady came back in and she did something to the to, to the um to my to my Sally, and I was like, wait a minute, don't do that. And then I doze back off, and then I get up and stuff like that. And I don't have a um, roommate anymore. And the nursing attendant, or whatever the hell they would call back then or now, CNA or whatever, because she wasn't a nurse. She could have been. I mean, I quite. We had nurses that took out almost a whole hospital. Anyway, she was going too. I still not to the manicotti pot, right? (laughs) So one day, 16 minutes into it, I still didn't talk about the manicotti. So one day, I was wondering what happened to the lady and stuff. I remember, and then they brought me in dinner. And that was the first night that I didn't get to pick my own dinner. It was my first night there. And they gave me manicotti. And I haven't had manicotti before. And I have had baked ziti, I've had lasagna, I've had raviolis, all the kinds. Uh, Of course spaghetti, you know, macaroni and stuff like that. But I haven't had the manicotti. And so they gave me some manicotti with some sauce and a salad. And I don't know if it was because I was so hungry and whatever. But it was the best thing i've eaten in a long time and when i got home and stuff i forgot all about manicotti and then i think through the years when it the memory would pop up i would be like oh shit nah, nah. nursing home manicotti manicotti in the nursing home and so today i made some manicotti <laughs> and i can't wait to eat it and it's delicious but i tell you guys I, don't, I never hardly talk about my disability that much because, um, I don't know. It's just always been a part of my life. So I automatically just think that everybody automatically just know. Like it, it never was, it never was nothing really negative to me, even though it was. And of course, I when I first found out that I would have this um, disabilitating arthritis all my life. When I was younger, I had no control over my medical care, and so a lot of things I I don't understand that went down. We didn't know what it was that that I had. We just knew that I would always have a paralysis and whatnot, and I don't know if I was being taken to the right doctor or what was going on with Mommy and stuff. Daddy died when I was 11. So um, from 11 till about, I'd say about... Right after I had Ashanti, my daughter, um, right after right after I had her, it seemed like that's when my hips really started fucking up bad. A little bit before then, a little bit during my um, juvenile years, but I was diagnosed with having it, I think, when I was seven, rheumatoid arthritis, even though they still didn't know what it was, but they didn't officially give it, give it a name. But um, yeah, so manicotti in a nursing home. That's the story. And I love manicotti. It is so delicious. I've never made it like from scratch by myself with rolling the noodle or whatever the hell you call that cannoli cannoli looking long tubular thing. But um, it looks like a long cannoli, but it's stuffed with cheese. I guess you can stuff it with and it's so delicious, and I made my own sauce. Yeah, so I got, so cooking for one person, I had to like, you know, create this new method because automatically I would just cook too much food. Then the next day I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like this shit. I don't, I don't want this, um, and then I would have to freeze it. And sometimes I would have it for like an off lunch or an off snack, like on an off day that I haven't like really planned for anything. But I learned how to cook, um, for one person, which is going to stop this, I'm moving to Indiana. I was trying not to say, let it, the, the, but I don't know of anybody, you know, anyway, I was trying not to let the cat out of the hat because I didn't want family and friends in my business. But I keep forgetting that if I make this podcast and post it, they're not going to because most of my family and friends don't support my podcast. So I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can talk about them real bad, which I have done in the past. Because the original idea of the podcast is for me to talk about stuff that's on my mind and listen to it, maybe to help somebody else out, but it helps me out. It's a form of therapy for me. It's not therapy, okay? Because it's a form of therapy for me. I wouldn't want nobody that, if they do listen to it, this pod, you know, this episode, Cannolis and a Nurse at Home, that you know they don't seek professional help or whatever it is and just do a podcast and get all fucked up so no that's not what I'm promoting but for me it worked and then you know when I feel like I need to talk about stuff like today I had the memory of when I was in the hospital um having my surgery and that um technician came in there yelling right before I went under can you believe that like, it's always thirty-something years ago and stuff like that, because I'm 60s, 20 so something years, rounded out to thirty. <coughs> I don't know if the man is still alive or not or anything like that, but I really feel like writing goddamn in Hospital a letter. Seriously. They're you know, just reading thrown in the garbage, but at least somebody would know that I was pissed the hell off all these years later. Um, and repress that memory and every time I have fucking cannoli it, it pops up. And I want to eat cannoli? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> Think about it. You know? I get a freaking memory and then I get a fucking craving for food. Like, it's, I'm really finding a lot out about myself, guys. I am. But, um, what else? <sighs> I'm drinking a Miller High Life with the lime slice in the can. Mmm. Mmm. Delicioso. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to check this cannoli now. Mmm. With the meat sauce. Oh, so like I was saying, I had to learn how to, uh ooh ooh, 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 That's uh, I had to learn how to cook for one person. And so I don't buy ground beef in, in packages or about a pound no more. I buy them and a pack of burgers. Actually, the Walmart burgers. And, I, like, look, anybody can say, well, that's horse meat or whatever. It's the best goddamn horse ground beef meat I had because that's what I'm eating. And I usually don't eat meat that much. But one hamburger, patty, steamed down until you get ready to, like, fry it and stuff with the vegetables of your choice. And I use um onion and green pepper and um some cilantro and some garlic and what kind of spaghetti sauce it was a cheap it was a cheap um spaghetti sauce the store brand great value Walmart. grape great value tomato basil and garlic pasta sauce and mixed out of my ground beef mixture with my vegetables and the rest of the seasonings and poured it on top of my cannoli, my frozen cannoli that I bought. Where did I buy that cannoli from? I think I brought that cannoli from, I can't remember which store I brought that cannoli from, but wherever I brought it from, I brought it. Because I did all my grocery shoppings in one day this time. Because it's the last big grocery shopping that I'm doing. Because I'm moving um, to Indiana in September. Yes, the second month, the, the third week of September. Second or third week of September. I'm going back to Intiana, Intiana here I come. And so yeah, and so that's how I learned how to um, portion out, um, like one size, like one size. Even though that's still a lot of ground beef. Like the meal I made today, I can eat that twice. So I'll probably eat it in a little while. And what time is it? I'm eating this time. Not well. Late night. And then if I don't if I don't go to sleep because I slept pretty much off and on all day. And yeah, I'm 60 years old. I retired myself when I was 55. I had my last surgery when I was um in 2015, limping around and working and stuff like that. I got my disability benefit. And the, and I won't qualify for my little pension until I'm sixty-two. I got housing. Yes, I got. I was qualified for housing again because the first time I got it, they took me off of it because I had my I had my surgery. So I was able to, you know, I was I wasn't disabled no more. Like rheumatoid arthritis don't go the fuck away. You know, they sent this they they sent this lady out to my house. Um. And because I had ambitions and had a job and everything, they took me off a disability and I really don't care because I, I was doing better. I was working and everything. And, but when you have an arthritic flare up, a rheumatoid arthritic flare up out of the blue, there's nothing you can do about it. You'd be sick and can't walk. So you end up losing jobs and apartments and it became a cycle with me in my life. And I accepted it and I kept doing what I could do. I never invested in, in my education because I was too busy trying to survive. You know, I had my one child and work. And I really never really had a lot of help and I didn't beg for help or anything like that. It was so much part of my lifestyle that I didn't think to ask for any. And I really, when I did ask for help, I got it. Like I didn't stay in situations I was gonna put me and my daughter's life at risk <laughs> for nobody, for no situation for no society, institution, church, no nobody. And so I just, you know, did the best that I could. And I retired myself out at 55. Like, I wanted to. I didn't want to, you know, no. Will you stop? Who are you yelling at? Romeo looks out the window and barks at people. Who are you barking at? Well, you're not going to have to, you're not going to be able to have to bark at people all the time. No more. What am I saying? We're moving. I'm on the fourth floor, walk up. That's why I'm moving. Um, basically. Um, and, and it up being where my grandkids and my daughter are in now Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll be on the first floor, so he's really gonna be barking at people when they pass by now. And I, um, right now I'm at the. I'm on a downtown area, and it's not a metropolitan. Well, I can't even consider it a metropolitan. It's like failure. New York, or Chicago, Baltimore. It's nothing like that. It's Leon Valley, it's downtown. But it's a city life here, but I don't like it. I mean, it's okay and everything, but let some younger person move up into this penthouse, apartment called the penthouse, and hang around downtown and stuff like that. I don't want to. Like, I really don't want to do that. I love where I'm going. I can go drive downtown when they have an event. I want to walk right there. Everything's right there. Like, that's not nothing to do to me. The younger people who work downtown, live downtown, and do all that shit—they're just, you know, they're stepping into their adulthood and stuff. That's an experience I took that shit already in, in New York. <laughs> but um yeah, so Indiana, here I come. But those beef patties—if if it's for one person and you're not making a regular hamburger—that's enough. Or whatever dish that you're making, if you need ground beef for one for one person dish. Like I make so much so much stuff out of that. And um. Yeah, so that's my story, y'all. That's my story. That's my manicotti and the nursing home story. Okay, so um hope you enjoyed it. Um And, yeah, next up is the medication that I do take. Because I know y'all heard me say I don't take take, uh, any opiates and stuff like that or any kind of drugs. I only take some um, high blood pressure medicine when I think I need it. And I don't get my blood pressure up. I don't do that shit. I watch what I eat and stuff. So, nothing else. And maybe some, you know... Tylenol or something like that, but I don't take anything, and I'm 60, and I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, my arthritis, what I take is, I take marijuana, medical marijuana. Yes, I vape. It's legal here. It's not Indiana. Dun, dun, dun! And as always, guys, I'll talk about that the next... Next episode, and as always, guys, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna smoke. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I'll be a criminal. Anyway, as always, this is Paladina, Paladina major. That is satellite station. It's a division of my heart. Function before structure. Build your foundation first. And then build your structure. And I'm off the dial. Hey guys, how my manicotti turned into a cannoli at the end of the um episode. it's so funny, I'm listening to it, and I shared it out already, so I don't re-record, like, I just don't, I never did, if you do listen to any of my other podcasts, they're all fucked up, <laughs> uh-huh. it's really called, it's Paladina, it was, it originally was Smile and Snarl Podcast, a Paladina Major. Anchor Radio, Anchor Radio Satellite Station, and that was just too long to fit in there, so I chopped off the smile and the song. and then it was Paladina Major Satellite Station, Anchor FM, a division of Anchor FM, and it sounded so cool when Anchor had the pop, you know, the the the, the app, because it was an in-app podcast. We inter we interacted with each other, and then we could share it. And it was pretty hard for other people that wasn't um, had to down the, the app downloaded. Nobody wanted to download the app, but within the app it was kicking. We would rate each other as a pod, as a radio station, individual broadcast radio stations, and it was so fun. I met a lot of people. And then when Spotify took it over, everybody just got competitive against each other. Nobody wanted to be friends. And the one guy that um, I was friends with, and we supported each other podcasts, he passed away um, last year, so that was a blow to me, and, um, the other guy, uh, I had to kind of, like, almost, like, I just felt like, you know, stop using my shit for your damn, anyway, I don't want to get into that part, anyway, but, yeah, so all, everybody, everybody is dispersed, I don't know their, their their podcast names, if they, they, they kept it, because it's really not no way to check for them now, like, you know, how you could, like, look for them when the app had the feature that you could look for your friends and associate with them that way if you didn't keep in close contact with them. So it's really hard to find everybody that was on that app. It got switched over in, I think, 19. So I don't know why I'm still complaining about it. 20? <laughs> I'm monetized, so I don't, really don't know why I'm complaining, but... <laughs> You know, ain't nobody trying to make. And I'm not making no no money, really, yet. Yeah, you know, could one day. But anyway, yeah, my manicotti turned into goddamn cannoli by the end. I wonder if that's a form since I'm sixty. Wonder if that's a form of senility. But but at the end, I noticed that I did say the name of the podcast, "Manicotti in the Nursing Home." So you know, my, my brain was lucid then. And it's a it's a mistake, man. And Connie Coloni, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a, those two words I don't use in everyday vocabulary like, at all. And I probably won't use them again until um, I have um, a memory or a craving, which is that, that which was the point that I was trying to to, to get to. Actually, that um, pathology about myself and work through it and do some research, and, because that's what I, that's what I do, this, this is, like I said, the, a, a form of, of my therapeutic, um, self-healing, um, I haven't got a therapist yet, and I'm not going to get one here in um, Allentown, because I'm moving all the way to Indiana, Indiana, here I come, mm, mm, going back to Indiana, but that is not where I'm from, mm-hmm. I was born in NYC, and grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but I'm going back to Indiana, cause that is where my grandbabies are, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still gonna make up songs, I'm actually, I might, I might, I might, when I get to Indiana, I think I'm gonna make choppy, Hype 2. Choppy hype. Is it choppy hypes? Choppy hype? I think that was the name of it. I did a whole mixtape. It is choppy. Cause I did it with a phone and recorded it off a of TV YouTube beats. <laughs> it is choppy. Choppy hype beats and um, they were all uh, tracks that I um, jacked, and I stopped. Every time I do it, I have to stop, because people be thinking that it's real music. It's spoof. This is a satire, dramedy, comedy radio station. Like, if anybody takes any of this stuff really seriously, like really to heart, something wrong with your (laughs) ass. I have some truths put in there, some logic, some wisdom, uh, some half truths, some personal experiences, and stuff like that. But think about how you know I was like, it's spoof. I'm making fun of life. That's how I get by. Like I do take life serious at times. That's why my ass don't be on here making um, episodes (laughs) on podcasts. Be going through, (laughs) but. And then, you know, I flip it and just turn it into some satire because I cannot take it too serious. You know, I have to stay young at heart. I was all fucked up today because my last yo-yo that lit up broke. And I didn't find out until I got up downstairs and went to, you know, roll the yo-yo out on the first flick. And half of it fell off on, on it. And Romeo um, started chewing it up. I I'm so mad. <laughs> really bad but yeah kind of because you know i'm a big kid at heart and i will stay and i'm getting ready to go do this um research on um medical marijuana in indiana and stuff like that because i'm getting ready to go commit fucking felonies or or, or or state crimes local crimes because that is my medication of choice here in PA, in Indiana, I would just be a damn junkie. Lord have mercy. I thought about it. I wasn't gonna go. I, it took me a whole between mommy and um, some family um, members passing away and everything. I was like, oh my goodness, I've been what to left. I would have been packed up and left to Indiana, you know. I felt positive vibes here. Here in Allentown, it's gone. It's done. (laughs) I ran around Allentown for the last 30 years and did everything that I possibly could in the community, for people, for myself. See how I put myself last? I'm just now learning how to put myself first. My ass should have been first. People, put yourself first. You can do everything for everybody else, but put yourself first. But I know, I know my character. I know the essence of who I am. And I'm not the type of person that would put myself first. Um, I'm, I, I ultimately love myself first. I know that. But my nature is to take care of every damn body and to provide. So, you know, I'm a woman. That's what we do. And um, I roll like that. So this journey next journey of my life, I'm going to be 61 in November, a couple of months. I always get amped up around my birthday. I really start partying and drinking around my birthday because right after that, like a week and a half is Thanksgiving. And then after that, everybody is going fucking crazy because the holidays is coming up. No matter what you celebrate and stuff, I celebrate every goddamn thing. If I could celebrate every damn holiday, I, that's what, maybe that's what I'll do in 2024. I'll do a, a, a year challenge and to celebrate all the damn holidays, but I'm not going to be out here cutting uh, goats and shit open and doing that kind of shit. I'm just talking about the normal holidays that everybody um, celebrate that might not be so normal to people in America. It's not That's not too weird and, and, and occultish-like and voodooish like You know what I mean? Like crazy shit like that. But it might be a little holiday like... Aunt Day. I don't know. But I'll do something. And maybe do a podcast for it. But damn, I might, I might be, that might be one every damn day. So I won't maybe once in one week or something. But that sounds like some fun challenge to doing production on TikTok with my grandkids. <laughs> yeah guys, my man I kind you of turned it into cannoli. And as always, this is Paladina. Paladina major that is satellite station, B-Y-O-B, be your original best works, because can't nobody be you or do you, that is your number one job, put your function before your structure, your foundation before you start to build, no matter what it is, and as always, this is Paladino on the dial, and I'm out. Thank you